fun you get to talk to, about the Canucks with us. Are you excited? No, she'll immediately fall asleep. She's crying. So, yeah. <laughs> The broadcast, the biggest podcast in Vancouver, pretty much. We participate in light misandry. Get out of here with that. <laughs> Sexism. All of our societal structures are designed in ways to inherently prejudice women. Coach's Corner was kind of like my bathroom break. I don't like to be bamboozled. I think it's amazing what you guys are doing. I mean, I'm having a lot of fun. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the broadcast. We are back with our season two, part two. <laughs> Week two, 2022. It's Georgia, your host. I'm here with Mal and Sam. And we're going to talk about the Canucks and a bunch of other NHL stuff. But first, we'll do our highs and lows of the week. Mallory, go forth. So our high for the week was about the five minutes or so where we thought that John Merrill was just like, nice guy and he was geckos. Um, that he was like calling gender fluid and we're like, oh my God, this hockey player knows the phrase gender fluid. Um, and then the, like about in the sixth minute of this, we remembered that he was accused of sexual harassment and we can't have anything nice in this world ever. Um, so that was the low, that part, but that just like, you know, little tiny stretch of time, just in like a, like little microcosm this week. I mean, it's pretty like, on Sam, do you have any other highs and lows that are, um, I think our other high was we were asked to do a profile for Vancouver magazine, uh, with Nathan Cadell and it came out in the magazine this week. Uh, so if you're in Vancouver, go pick one up They're on newsstands now. Um, and it was a really, really nice piece. Um, Georgia and I met with Nathan and November, December, Sam and I were both late, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> which was like true broadcast yeah. chaos. Cause I walked the wrong way down Robson to the placer meeting for like 10 minutes and then realized, cause I haven't been downtown in like, or I hadn't been downtown in like months at that point. Um, and then Sam was like nine months pregnant. So she had a, a I, I forgot how like slow I had gotten at that point. I like I like set my time for my regular walk and then was walking like three times slower than usual. (laughs) I was super late. We were at like 15 minutes late. I felt really bad, but also that's, that's, that's who we are. It was a true broadcast experience for Vancouver magazine. Yeah. And then they were like, can we get a photo shoot with you guys for the magazine? And we're like, well, Mallory's not here. So it's just me and Georgia. And also I am nine months pregnant. So no, I don't really want to be in a photo And shoot. I have seasonal depression. So. <laughs> so there's, there's no photo in the piece. We're not doing photos. Although they wanted one. Yes. Um, uh, they also sent us some very cute fact checking stuff. This is the first time where we've ever had to have like a fact checker, like email us stuff. And my favorite one was one of the fact checking things was that like, we are sports fans. Like they were checking that. <laughs> <as a fact. laughs> it was so funny. Debatable. Yeah, debatable, debatable. Um, it made me laugh a lot. Uh, but it was a really good piece. And yeah, yeah, we're very thankful for that. So that was a high. Um, this is less of this is not really a high, but uh, Spotify is now doing reviews. So for the last however long we've been doing 
last two seasons, we've been asking everyone to leave us reviews on Apple if you can. And then on Spotify, we're like, yeah, whatever. But if you're listening to us on Spotify, please go leave us a nice review uh, and give us five stars. And uh, yeah, that would be great. We would appreciate that a lot. And as usual, any nice reviews we get, or even like funny, bad ones, we will consider reading live on this show. (laughs) And you might get mentioned in any further profile pieces that we we get. So there's your incentive. That is true. All right. Those are highs and lows. And now let's talk about the Canucks who are coming off a two game. Well, they're on a two game win streak now. Um, they kind of salvaged a road trip that was not looking good for a while because <laughs> they were playing against actually good teams. Uh, it was a road they, trip from hell. Yeah, it they was, it was a tough road trip. Nine straight road games. And most of them were against real teams because they went into Florida and then, I mean, up to see like the caps and the canes and stuff like that. Well, they played three, like basically three first place teams in a row. Cause they played mm-hmm. the, um, they played the two Florida teams who like flip flopped for first in the Atlantic. And then they played the hurricanes who were first in the, so they like it would, they're actually playing good teams who are legitimately good. So, <laughs> um, okay. So yeah, they played, uh, the kind of back to back to back first place teams and then they went into Washington okay first of all also like uncle on the morning games because (laughs) especially when you live on the west coast like waking up and having to watch the Canucks at 10 a.m is like no I don't like it it's the worst it's too early for the Canucks it's too early for that kind of bullshit yeah I yeah I don't like it so no 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 more please um but they played Washington and they won I think it was 4-2 uh, in Washington. Is it four, two? Okay. It was four, two. And then they won last night in, uh, Nashville against our Nashville predators. Um, what are our thoughts on the road trip? Uh, I think it started as we expected and then took a unexpected turn for the good in the last two games, I guess. I think the best part was, uh, PD suddenly finding his game. Yeah, PD did get his groove back in that. He had a tough time. He had a tough time against the Canes. That was not a good day for him. That was Um, that was a game I recapped. Which was the big news, and everyone was repenting. Um, and then I mean, he proved that it wasn't just like fully, just like a really good game because he played well and like really stepped up against Nashville because Bo, um got put into COVID protocol. And also the thing is that like when he was looking better and even like playing better and like hadn't like fully, not like the whole like Washington situation, he was like playing wing. He mm-hmm. was playing on Bo's left and then he had to shift back to center. So like, it wasn't just also a situation where it was like, oh, well he just shouldn't be playing center or something like that. So yeah um it was a weird it was kind of a weird game yesterday there was like a lot of felt like there was a lot of posts a lot of kind of missed opportunities um justice for Tyler Mott who should have gotten an automatic goal at the end of the game 
because uh, it got taken down on a breakaway with an empty net. What the fuck? Um, and yeah, I don't know. It's I feel like uh, I feel like people thought, okay, so the Canucks are going to kind of get the blip, like the Bruce Boudreaux blip or whatever after just, you know, release of tension <laughs> and they're going to play well, which they did. And then when they play against actually good teams, they still don't have the full personnel um, to be able to withstand like the Tampas and the Hurricanes and what whatever else or whatever. But they can like show up and at least play well against um, certain teams in the league and maybe even win like we saw against Nashville, who or were they? I think they're the top in the central they were the top they in the were, central, yeah. but they have lost four in a row okay so, so they've been struggling they're sliding they're yeah. still they're tied for a second like points wise okay yeah so it's like they can show up and play against them they might not win but they can at least play and so they've won the last two and i think that's more kind of where we'd expect the canucks to be like they're not the team that won whatever it was after boudreaux came back was it seven or something but like they're also not as terrible as they were at the beginning of the season I think everyone can kind of agree on that so I don't know I think what we've said in the last couple weeks like at least they're fun to watch like the games are interesting um they're not we don't feel like we're watching men just have like midlife crises on ice every game for like yeah months on end (laughs) completely give up after they get scored on in the first period yeah yeah and also like Thatcher Demko's he's having like a Vezina caliber season which I feel he's not I don't think he'll get recognized part of that is like western bias or whatever with voting and then also the other thing is um usually like you're on the if you're on the good teams you get kind of noted but like he's playing incredibly obviously so that's always fun. yeah that that's always kind of fun to watch at least but if pd's back then it's better Besser also scored so that's nice to see quinn hughes is also he's quinn hughes is a plus 11 this year <laughs> after being like just he had such a bad year last year and i felt so yeah, bad for him last year and then yeah, yeah. And then that led to people being annoyed that jack was like yeah when you're on a bad team yeah. Your stats sometimes look bad. <laughs> yeah. And people are like, I can't believe he would say that. Scandal. Um, yeah. So he, and he's second on the team in points after JT Miller, which is fun. But yeah, so there are. Um... <laughs> okay. Well, I was saying, speaking of people who have been playing well, and also speaking of Miller, I think we should trade both Mott and Miller. I'll say it. I'll say it. <laughs> wow. Okay. This is like a betrayal here's, of here's, everything. Can I, can I, can I speak? Yes, speak. Okay. Justify One, your betrayal. The team sucks. So we need to like actually try to get something out of anything. Yeah. So I do one. Wait, that was my one. That was my one point. <laughs> then I had a second point, which is the comedy of any connect, the only connection we've ever gotten on the podcast, all of them being gone outweighs any of it the comedy of that is so funny it is funny also like like, you want out come on (laughs) like I truly do like we want good things for Tyler Mott he's like an excellent human being and like if he has the chance to be on a better team then like if he has a chance to be on 
makes me a That's better nice. team. Also, but um, like then we like then we've run out of Canucks that we like because <laughs> they've all been traded. We'll get new ones. <laughs> We're getting new ones. We need Connor Bedard. <laughs> We're getting like what? How many? Okay, what do you think the like trade? What do you think they could go for? Because you saw that insane somebody. Okay. Speaking of like just general like trade rumors around the league or whatever, mm. I don't know if you saw this. Uh, American what, what Florida might have to offer Arizona for Jacob Chikrin. You're looking at a Spencer Knight, Anton Lundell first round pick. It sounds like a lot, it is, but that's going to be the price for Chikrin. First of all, what the fuck? <laughs> Second of all, <laughs> If that's the going price for Jacob Chikrin, what do you think you could get for Tyler Mond and JT Miller? That's the question. How many <laughs> potential people that we possibly could like could that's we true. get? That's a good point. A I think I think the rumor for Miller was New York, which would be interesting because he obviously played yeah, there. Yeah. Um, I don't know what they were offering, but like I've all I've been on the, the trade Miller thing for a while, because I don't know. It just makes sense to me. Like he's going to age out of the like competitive years that we're going to have, um, trade when the stock is high. Um, and also like, yeah, but that's also the thing with Tyler Mott, which I like, yeah, trade when the stock is high. Yeah. I like, I, I mean, my, the reason that Mallory, we like my Tyler head Mott agrees with he's my like heart is not minor that isn't paid that much. Yes. Yeah. And so like, he's like a very good, like, and also because we genuinely like enjoy him and think he's good as well. But this is like also when Georgia and I even got on, I specifically remember looking it up, what our first like instance of talking about Tyler Mott was. And it was something about like, I really like Tyler Mott. I think he's like a very hard worker and like very solid. And then I specifically remember saying, wait, give me one second. I want to see if he fucks up on this penalty kill or not. <laughs> Yes, I'm, I'm with Georgia. Trade JT Miller, but I do agree. Okay, I do agree on the trading JT Miller, but I would say if she's making those arguments, I would say that why not trade Tyler Mott if you're no, trading the yeah, high. Like yeah, and then I but also the comedy of getting Tyler Mott traded again, very funny. That would be yeah. funny. But also keep Tyler Mott because he and the current like it's like third fourth line kind of of like Highmore and like. Blam- it's Highmore, Lamico, and- guy who scored. Yeah. <laughs> Highmore, Lamico, and Mott. And they have a terrible yes. Corsi. Their Corsi is awful. But yes, but the thing is that they're, they're like, fine. And actually, what, like a fourth and like third and fourth line, like, there is not Jay Beagle. Yes. And like Louis Erickson is supposed to look like. It's like, oh, that's like how much you're supposed to be paying your fourth line. Like, that's good. And mm-hmm. also, they're like solid adding, like, kind of depth scoring. Yes. I think actually talking about this is like almost getting too off track about like our normal podcast. Like it's just like <laughs> reaching into like actual like <laughs> actual like analysis. <laughs> and actual like debates on whether or not people should be traded on anything other than just being like, well, we this like way, this is extremely off brand. <laughs> exactly. This is not this is if if anyone's listening to this episode, it's like their first episode, like this is not who we are. Um, I, one of the things I always forget about Tyler Mott is he's a 95, so he's only 26, which in my head, I always think that he's the same age as JT Miller. He's, he's not, he's, he's not. He's and that's 26. 
that's the thing about the Miller trade is like the arguments that people make here are like, oh, you shouldn't trade Miller because he's their best center and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, well, yeah, but he makes them just good enough that they'll stay middle of the pack forever. <laughs> like they're not, if you watch the games against Florida, Tampa, Carolina, like they're not at that level yet. So they don't really need a JT Miller yet. I mean, they need him for entertainment value, but not for any kind of serious winning propositions. Well, and it'll be interesting because I don't know if we'll have our G I'm assuming they want to have the GM in place by the trade deadline, which I believe is March 21st, I think. Um, And so theoretically, or like you hope that they're in position long enough to kind of evaluate what they have. I mean, I think Scott Wheeler ranked the Canucks, um, prospect system as 28th in the league <laughs> so and that's really not as bad because now there's 32 teams <laughs> okay still pretty fucking bad it's only bottom five yeah um and so you know hopefully they have a chance to kind of sort that out but um and then they also don't they have to sign brock is his bridge deal is that this season um no i think season it might, or next season it might be next season next season i can't remember i feel like i don't know we're in like a time warp so yeah nothing makes sense nothing makes sense anyway uh anything else we want to say about the canucks no i think we're good we already accidentally said too much <laughs> yeah we already accidentally said too much um so yeah that's the canucks there with, like any like <laughs> better more on brand things they're back at home against florida on friday and they're actually playing the game this one will not be postponed uh their bid to kind of delay the games until they were able to have full capacity uh at rogers failed uh because we're gonna be at half capacity <laughs> for a long time probably in the province so uh yeah they'll be playing florida and we'll see if they curb stomp us on Friday but okay so that's the Canucks wider league stuff so yesterday the Boston Bruins retired Willie O'Ree's jersey the number 22 into the rafters of TD Garden in case you don't know and I would really be surprised if our listeners didn't know but Willie O'Ree is the he was the first black player to play in the NHL in 1958. Um one of the questions I have and I don't know someone can answer this for me is so Larry Kwong played in I think it was 1948 and I think he broke the color barrier technically but I don't I don't know the wording or whatever but anyway. So that's often he kind of gets erased sometimes from the conversation so people should learn about Larry Kwong but Willie O'Ree's uh jersey was retired and he wasn't able to be there he was in San Diego um but it was just like a lovely moment for the Bruins uh to retire his number and it's kind of a very nice night I think the Bruins wore like special skates um and he's obviously been a big member of the Boston community and also just the hockey community in general and has been kind of over the last decade been getting the recognition that he deserved uh, and he deserves. Uh, so it was lovely to see. But also 
the Bruins lost seven one in that game. They were playing the Hurricanes. Um, I think the Hurricanes scored five goals in the first period, and then after the game, the Hurricane social media team was doing their normal thing where they get on the twitter.com <laughs> and they tweeted. So I think it was like Ellis for Lamborghini or something. I think that's what it was. And then Brad Marchand replied back and said, you're the reason why we pay 20% in escrow every season <laughs> or something, or why we still pay 20% in escrow. And then they replied back and we're like, Brad, we just tweet or something. Um, like, um, I actually kind of like when Brad Marchand does this shit because I think it's really funny. Um, and is a case of players like having fun with it, even though I th- he's wrong, I think, with Carolina. Or maybe, I don't know, maybe Carolina doesn't make that much money. But I feel like they're, they have more people watching them than Florida does and Arizona. Um, but I don't know. Also, don't fully understand escrow. It's confusing. I mean, like now it would be like just you could blame COVID. So it's technically not McCain's fault. Yeah, it's the COVID, and like everyone's suing. Did you, how many? There's a bunch of teams that are suing their insurance providers. Also, did you guys see that? The Canucks are one of them. They're suing the insurance provider for like covid coverage or whatever for cancel did games. not see that yeah multi-million dollar lawsuits so we'll see i don't know um brad marchand's a weird guy it's also very upset he's not going to the olympics which fair honestly i would be so pissed like i know that all of them are just taught to not be pissed but he's not going to get another chance i think like, yeah you're not going to get another chance and like also, since they have to like send like the like B team or whatever, essentially, I would be especially pissed. Do they like, name this is who you're sending instead of me? <laughs> Do they name Canada's roster yet? You're you're sending a stall. Sloan, <laughs> talk to us about Brad Marchand. Um, I don't. Did they name Canada's roster? No, they just named like the coach, right? And she. No, they named Canada's roster, didn't they? No, that was, they did a joke one. <laughs> uh, they definitely did the U.S. one because I didn't recognize a single person on it. Oh, yeah. No, so they just I did do the think... U.S. one and that's it. I just assumed. <laughs> <laughs> we are going to have to, well, depending on the time when the games are played, because I think a bunch of the women's hockey games are being played at like 3.30 a.m., um, so we're going to have to figure out if we can watch, uh, Canada, U S live. What? Which is why didn't they let Luke Hughes go? <laughs> they should have just put the, they should have just the first family. They should have just lifted the entire Michigan hockey program and dropped it. I mean, I know there's probably a bunch of Canadians, could, but like, honestly, they, could have. they could like really like, this is not like a disparaging, this is towards like people's national programs it's like more like positive about the university of michigan's hockey program i do think they could like decimate some small nations like oh oh, yeah they could they could for sure um we should actually we should watch miracle (laughs) because 
Someone once described someone once described Miracle as a movie that revolves around the battle of the Boston accent versus the Minnesota accent on which is the strongest <laughs> because it's just a bunch of these like good looking boys from Boston, good looking boys from Minnesota coming together to defeat the Russians. <laughs> it's truly an American story. <laughs> so we should watch we should watch that for a bonus episode or something. Um, okay, speaking about the Olympics, after the Olympics ends, the NHL's decided to change their COVID testing policy. So um, they're not going to be testing asymptomatic players. So you'll only take a COVID test if you have symptoms, unless you're crossing the border. Um, uh, this is something that like Steve Eiserman wanted, blah, blah, blah. Um, Connor Hellebeck wanted, like they were all publicly talking about it. I mean, it's not great public health. <laughs> so the, the replies to the tweet announcing that like literally made me lose brain cells. Yeah. Yeah. We're just like, it's not, it's not great public health policy. And like, if you have any symptomatic person on the team, they can like get a bunch of people sick and like, then you don't know, whatever. It's, it's also super transparent why they're doing it. Yeah. It's right? all about like, money. It's all of, and like making the all-star game work. Cause like yeah there's no there's no way all these players are going to vegas and are gonna not get covid like the all-star game is gonna be a super spreader covid event but they can say it's not because they're not testing anyone who's asymptomatic so obviously no one had covid yeah um this comes on the heels of like everyone lost their minds in the premier league because arsenal was supposed to play um Tottenham uh they're supposed to play the derby last weekend Mel was it last weekend I think so and Arsenal had like a a few players that had COVID and they decided to postpone the game and people lost their minds uh particularly one guy one Tottenham fan I'm just you can cut this out I just want to say it because it makes me laugh was like I flew over from New York and I like uh, paid so much money and this was like a dream trip and I now I don't get to see them play or whatever and then an Arsenal fan commented and it was like oh that reminds me when I like did this and I got to see them win it was so glorious sucks to be you <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> anyway um and people are like losing their minds about these matches being canceled or whatever for players who aren't fully sick and yada 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 but it's it's all just money like if anyone ever wondered why the NHL does anything, like I'm pretty sure the last two years have made it crystal clear. Like if it makes them money, they'll do it. Except for Arizona. The all-star game thing yeah, makes it pretty, pretty clear what it is. Speaking about disasters, let's talk about the new schedule. So <laughs> because they were originally supposed to go to the Olympics. Yeah. In February. February, empty. February they took off uh, entirely. Though they were still going to do the all-star game, which I thought was really weird, but I digress. So there had been, I think there was 108 games that had been postponed and only six of them had been rescheduled. And then, so they made the new schedule, like shout out to whoever does the schedule because it sounds like a terrible job. I hope you get paid very well. Um, But they managed to schedule, I think it's 98 games uh, in February which means that we're going to be getting a lot of games. It'll be like the playoffs, like 
that it, it well I guess it'll be like kind of any normal night but there's just gonna be a lot of hockey played specifically for the Ottawa Senators who will be playing 10 games in 15 days uh between Feb 7th and Feb 22nd solidarity because that sounds terrible um the Canucks games got rescheduled uh as well the ones that they missed I think it was the Islanders um I can't remember all of them the Leafs game, I think, also got rescheduled. But anyway, it'll be it'll be chaos season February. So yeah, and like some of the things did get canceled, especially in Canada for them being like, oh, well, maybe we're gonna have full capacity. Like it was like them screwing themselves over. The Canucks fully screwed themselves over. The Canucks fully they fucked themselves over. Yeah, yeah. So. There were like the, the game, the Toronto game, I think it's cause they actually didn't have enough players. Like neither team had enough players. I think the Leafs had like, like eight forwards or something ridiculous. Um, they should just play three on three. <laughs> yeah. That Full is time. what they should do. That would be fun. Um, but yeah, so we'll, I guess we'll see how that goes. Um, and yeah, we'll see how it goes for the Oilers who are, they're really just like bad. <laughs> yeah, but like they're on a downward spiral. They're just um, really spiraling. We were in the standings last night. So That's the Canucks so of all teams are not second to last. <laughs> wow. Um, yeah, they lost to the Sens on Saturday 6 4, and they gave up five goals in the third period, which is tough uh they're not good (laughs) like I don't know what else to say they're just not good um they may or may not sign Evander Kane depending on if he's free from his suspension or whatever I or investigation is it investigation again I can't remember too much shit happens um so that that'll I'm sure just make everything so much better for them uh and the uh <laughs> the media is having fun with them the habs hired a new gm oh yeah the habs hired kent, kent hughes, hughes. A who has agent? a son named he was an agent he was chris Latang's agent patrice bergeron mm. and a bunch of other people so he speaks he Bergeron. also has a son named jack hughes oh i think it's funny <laughs> that is funny um yeah congrats to Montreal um they also hired didn't they also recently hire um a woman to be there oh something I can't remember oh well um okay that's it I think so we can transition to our soap operas which (laughs) thank you the funniest little noises (laughs) makes dinosaur noises like all day Oh, especially when she's sleeping. So yesterday, was this yesterday that this happened? Monday? Yesterday. Yesterday? Monday. 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 On Monday. Monday? Uh, I don't know. (laughs) Sometime in the last 48 hours. Sometime. Sometime. Uh, Jim Matheson. Is it? It's Jim Matheson, right? thank you who's been annoying in Edmonton for like 40 years 
Yes. If not longer. <laughs> this man is ancient. He's a scribe, Mel. Like, he He's was annoying Gretzky. Like, <laughs> um, so there was a press conference. I can't remember what it was. It was like a pregame. It wasn't, I don't think it was a postgame, but wow, I'm really telling this story great. Anyway, Jim Matheson asked Leon Dreisaitl a question. He gave him kind of like a one word answer. And then Matheson came back with like, why are you so pissy? And obviously it went viral. And then I created this like conversation about sports media and asking questions and relationships between players and media people, how you ask questions, the difference between being on zoom versus being in the locker room. And basically just like, don't be an asshole. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. But like, I want also like to both of them, like, don't be an okay. asshole. <laughs> I mean, I definitely like, also it was apparently it's about like one year from since Jake Voracek. Um, Carcini. also it was Mike uh, Sielski. Oh yeah. Called him a They're, fucking weasel. Oh Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He called him a fucking weasel. Said he said oh, like he said a lot worse. So I don't. I feel like maybe I'm just misremembering it. But it feels like people are in more of like a tizzy about Leon when Jake Borchek. Yeah, he was like, like why would I even answer you? Like you're just gonna write shit anyway. Like <laughs> you're a fucking weasel. I don't even know why I talked to you. It was so funny. It's incredible. I think we should have more of that. Yeah. And also like Leon has been more of a bitch to media before like this. I guess it's maybe more of like a comment of like Jim Matheson being stupid in this situation, but like they'll ask him stupid questions and he'll like say like very like blunt things or whatever. Yeah. Um, Um, Jim Matheson would not have enjoyed Travis Green. (laughs) He would not have enjoyed Travis Green as a coach. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I don't, I just, I don't know. Like, obviously, Drysaddle's not happy. He's like (laughs) having a very good season. He's on the shitty fucking team. He's in Edmonton. There's, and they've been shitty the entire time he's been there. Been there. And yeah, I don't know. Everyone has bad moments. It just happens to be obviously like conflated, but I don't know. Like, I did see Scott Burnside wrote a whole thing about, you know, like if this was in a regular season, it wouldn't feel so confrontational because when, as like a reporter or whatever, when you go in the locker room, you can take guys aside and just have conversations with them versus like having to do it like via zoom, which feels inherently like more confrontational. Um, and you can't have like nuanced conversations and blah, blah, blah. It wasn't on zoom though. Oh, the Oilers are doing in person. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. But like at the same time, but the thing is like, you can't, you can't take things from real life and translate them online and expect them to be the same. It's like, I have this conversation every week when I have to teach online, you cannot take the classroom and then expect online to be different. You have to do it differently. So like, sorry, fucking Jim Matson, you have to like change the way that you do stuff. And okay. It was in person. That's like, that makes it even worse. Like what the fuck? Just like calm down for two seconds and then like just 
like there's a different way to ask like instead of saying like why are you so pissy just be like what's your mood (laughs) what's your vibe I don't know like you just don't have to ask in like a dickish way the other part that was really funny was um the fake Jim Matheson account (laughs) that then tweeted I don't remember what the tweet was the tweet was like thanks to all my fellow scribes for like stepping up for me or like whatever but it was from a fake Jim Matheson account not his actual account and then like Mark Spector and Steve Simmons quote tweeted it in support of him because they couldn't even take the time to check that it was the actual Jim Matheson account it's like "Mm, is this your standard of journalism the answer is yes yes that is Spector's and Simmons standard like unsurprisingly it's literally all the worst beat reporters oh my god yeah it's just horrible anyway the other okay so the other kind of like media drama this is more local but it's still a thing so eddie lack uh i don't know what he was on like if it was the radio or something but he mentioned or he he said that when he was traded from vancouver imac ian mcintyre wrote an article that basically said that he wasn't good in the room, quote unquote, uh, which is why he got traded. And then he said, he was like, that's not true. And I, it really, essentially it really hurt my feelings. And then someone tweeted it and, and then someone tweeted to defend I Ian McIntyre and Eddie, Eddie Lack quote tweeted it and said, Quote, he got told to write a story to make management look better. It is what it is. I got asked about it today and I answered. I think we can all agree after all this time that it was the right call to trade me and keep Marky. I just didn't like the lies that came with it. And then he went on to, and then Ian McIntyre replied and said, Eddie, this is absolute fiction, which is a nice way of saying a flat out lie. Like you're such an asshole. Nobody I've covered has told me to write anything ever. Lots of people wondered why Markstrom over you. And I did my best to explain it. Context dot journalism dot. We can agree it was the right call. And then Eddie replied to that and said, Ian, I like doing interviews with you. I thought you asked intelligent questions that were, that was fun to answer. I hated the narrative in this article. And to me, it looks it looked from the start of it to throw shade my way from teammates, not liking me as much as fans to me working on my tweeting as much as I play hockey. There's so much that goes into both those statements, but I know for a fact they're wrong and I can go on, on, on and on about that. Players get called out for shitty games all the time. I thought that was a shitty article and I stand by it. I don't want to have a beef with anyone. It's not who I am or what I believe in, but that's one of the few articles over the years that rubbed me the wrong way, especially since it came from you. And then I guess they had a phone call and they talked to each other and there was a, uh, Eddie tweeted a notes app explanation of the phone call that basically just said, we talked, uh, I apologize for making assumptions about ties with upper management. I still don't like the article basically. So this is just like an interesting fracas, which is always fun. And it's always a reminder for people like when you're reading kind of stuff, like think, think about where the sources are coming from. Think about the narratives want to get framed because like, I do believe that journalists have sources and they craft them and they talk to them, but like also sources have skin in the game. And a lot of people's sources are agents and like, uh, agents have agendas like everyone. So anyway, that's the other, the other local news. 
of the week. I just, I really enjoyed it. <laughs> I'm just here for players calling shit out. I think it's funny. It should happen more. Yeah, it should. That is true. Um, is that everything? We can do our three stars of the week. Mallory, who's your star of the week? Okay. Uh, my star for the week is Tatiana Calderon. She is just got signed to be in IndyCar um, for next year. And she's going to be doing like street and raid and road courses. Um, and she was an F1 test driver and she's done like Maman and F2 and F3 and stuff before. So it's very cool. And she's the first um, IndyCar driver, female IndyCar driver since 2013. Apparently. So that's like now like Exciting. pretty much a decade because it's next season that she's mm-hmm. signing in. I don't really know when IndyCar starts. That's but crazy. I will be watching more of it because of her. So yeah. Uh, Sam, who's your star of the week? Uh, my star of the week is Australia for, for uh, upholding the deportation of Novak Djokovic because I think it's incredibly fucking funny. And he's probably going to be banned from entering Australia for three years. And I think he deserves it. Yeah, that was a, that was a whole saga. Um, I think Mal and I talked about it on one of the, on the bonus episode, uh, but which we deleted <laughs> because we were mean to Quadrali. Um, I thought you just edited it out. <laughs> No, I just deleted the whole thing because I was oh too lazy to go and fix it. And it had been up for a week anyway. So I was like, oh, people have listened to it. Um, no, we talked. Uh, yes, we talked about it. But at that point, I think he was like, it was looking like he was going to be able to stay. And then. I don't think so. Wasn't it? Because we're oh, talking no, about no. The- That day he had been, his visa had been taken away again, but he hadn't been deported yet. They were just like waiting or whatever. What a guy. What if he seems like a great fun guy? Um, okay, my star of the week is uh Shohai Otani. <laughs> if people haven't had a chance to see the GQ article, there's like a huge GQ kind of spread um cover about him. Uh, and the article's really fun. He also did the GQ 10 things I can't live without or 10 things that I, it's something like that. 10 things I can't live without. And it's literally all just baseball stuff. <laughs> like all stuff that has to do with baseball. Like it's like his gloves, his cleats. Uh, like he has a special pillow. Like it's, it's really funny. Um, he just seems like so cute and so lovely. Uh, and he talks a lot about like wanting to grow baseball and he mentions the stuff like the Stephen A. Smith comments and kind of discusses the fallout from that. And then also just the idea of like growing the, um, growing the game uh, globally uh, and the kind of weight that's on his shoulders to do that. And also kind of the weight that's on his shoulders in Japan um, where he literally stands above everyone else. Cause he's so tall, like he's so tall and he's just like, his shoulders are so massive uh that it's like he talks about how it's like hard for him to kind of like hide or whatever so he actually prefers to be in the states which is really cute um so yeah that's my star of the week everyone should go watch that and just like i feel like what we we talk a lot about in hockey and sports and how kind of 
frustrating it is that we try and have these faces of sports and they're kind of these not great people sometimes, or they like aren't really live up to the expectation, but they're just really good. But he's actually really, really good (laughs) at baseball and also just seems like a lovely human being. So, uh, hopefully he'll guide baseball out of its, I don't know, decline post, uh, post steroids and all that fun stuff. Excellent. Um, okay. Thanks everyone for listening. Uh, as Sam said at the beginning, you can now leave us reviews on Spotify. So please, if you could do that, that would be great. Otherwise, uh, leave us a review, like subscribe on whatever podcast format you listen through. Uh, and you can contact us at broadcastpod on Twitter, Instagram, or emails at broadcastpod at gmail.com. You can do all that fun stuff. You can subscribe to our Patreon. You can buy our merch on Spreadshirt. And yeah, I think that's it for the week. And we will see you next week. And yeah, it'll be same old NHL stuff, probably. Bye.